everyone. So whether it's Gulfport, Long Beach, Biloxi, Ocean Springs, Bay St. Louis, Pasch, or Cheyenne, all the coastal cities, they're so close together, but wow, the people are different. <laughs> the culture and the people are quite distinct, right? Who you are and where you come from is a big deal here on the Gulf Coast. Consider how much of these things determine how we live, right? So if you're from Gulfport, you most likely you want to drive a nice car and live in a nice house. You're a little snobby. <laughs> and the nickname that stems from the north part of the state of Mississippi, right, Coast Trash, is actually kind of a compliment to you. <laughs> Biloxi, you think you know everything. And depending if you're from East Biloxi or West Biloxi, because you have to make a distinction, determines how far you're willing to travel. If you're in East Biloxi, you don't go past the OS Bridge nor Rodenberg Street. Now, Long Beach. I'll wait till I get to know you a little bit before I go into Long Beach. So. In short, my brothers and sisters, where you're from, who you are, determine how you live, what you wear, who you hang out with, what you're willing to do, and what you're not willing to do. The baptism of the Lord is an appropriate moment for us to reflect on who we are and where our home is. A fundamental truth of our Christian faith is that as baptized Christians, we profess with confidence and with faith that this world is no longer our home. We don't live for this world. St. Paul says in Philippians 3, he says, But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus because our citizenship is in heaven. And then St. Therese of Azu has that powerful quote. She says, the world is thy ship, not thy home. Our home, my brothers and sisters, is not of this world. It is the magnificent and glorious kingdom of heaven that Christ Jesus, our Lord, opened for us through his death, his resurrection, and his ascension into heaven as he burst the gates open for us once again. And also, too, as many women baptized in the spiritual waters of rebirth, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we take on a whole new identity. We are beloved sons and beloved daughters of the Father. The words spoken to Jesus today, the last words we heard in our gospel today, are spoken at every single baptism from the father to the child or to the adult who is baptized. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. My brothers and sisters, thanks be to God. The good news is this is who we are. And so as in a natural order where our home is and who we are is reflected in the way that we live our lives, the same is true in the supernatural order, the spiritual order. Because where our home is and who we are determines how we should live. That is the catalyst by which we live our lives. The way we determine, order, and shape everything that we do. You see, Christianity, my brothers and sisters, is not about being a good person. And it's not about having a heart of gold. Although those things are good, right? Because all other religions, 
Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, and even atheists, they can be good people. And they can have hearts of gold. But something with Christianity is different. Christianity is different and unique because it claims something radical and something no other religion claims. Christianity, being a Christian, daring on to take the name of the Savior of the world, is never to become what we are not, but to be who we already are. Let me repeat that. To be a Christian is never to become what we are not. It is to be who we already are. There's a phrase in Latin that it's a beautiful phrase that tries to conceptualize and really grasp this concept. So we're going to go to Latin class just for a second, right? I'm going to take you to seminary. This is the Latin phrase I want to teach you today. It's agere sequitur esse. Agere sequitur esse. What it means in English is action flows from being or action follows from being. Think of signs. Signs are efficacious and they work only if they're supposed to do, only if they clearly reflect who they are. For example, if I asked every single one of you to make me a stop sign, which color would you make it? I was hoping somebody would be like, green, just to be rebellious. But. Right? Red, because red is a sign for stop. And if somebody came to you and said, this is a green stop sign, you would call them crazy. Because red means stop, green means go. Right? Signs are supposed to reflect of who they are. So a green stop sign is a bad stop sign. Or considers that, consider that dogs don't meow, cats don't quack, and ducks don't bark. Right? Dogs bark, cats meow, ducks quack. What they do flows from who they are, what they are. So who are you? You are a beloved son of God. You are a beloved daughter of the Father. That's who you are as a baptized Christian. The Christian life, my brothers and sisters, is in a sense the process of learning how to live out who we are, acting in accord of what our identity is, letting our actions flow from our being, agere, sequitur, essay, to let what we do reflect who we are. Maybe I can put it this way. The Christian life is learning how to live in radical integrity radical integrity, that our daily living is constantly reflecting what is interiorly true, real, and present. May I say it again? To be Christian is not to become what we are not. To be Christian is to be who we already are. And it's crucial for my brothers and sisters for us to understand that this is not our doing. Thanks be to God. This is a work of God. Before our baptisms, we are part of this dysfunctional family we call the human family. And God comes to save us from this family that has given its demise. We're kind of like people who are shipwrecked in the middle of the ocean, the middle of the gulf. And we can't save ourselves. And so God comes in and saves us. How? In and through the death, the resurrection, 
the ascension of our Savior, our Lord, Jesus Christ. And in his goodness, not our own, he claims us for himself and makes us sons and daughters in the Son. And that is our identity. Our desire to please God is not because we want to appease him so as to reward, get some reward, to merit some gift. No, our desire to please God is ought to be driven by what he has done for us. We're so moved by his love, we say, how could I not? How could I not? To be a Christian is never to become something we are not by our own power but to be who we are already by his grace. As we move into the holy sacrifice of the mass, I want to invite you, especially during the time of communion, when we get to receive our very Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity, I hope that within the depths of your heart, when you go back to your pews and you kneel down, that maybe you can take these words upon your heart and upon your lips within yourself, at the, in the depths of your soul. If you have never done this, I invite you to do this today. I want you to speak to the Father and I want you to say, I am your beloved son. I am your beloved daughter. And there is nothing that can take that away from me. If you have never said those words in your entire life, I, want, I invite you today at communion time as you have Jesus within you to speak to the Father and to claim that for yourself once again. My brothers and sisters, thanks be to God that our Lord has come to save us. He has adopted us. He has made us beloved sons and daughters. And so to walk out these doors and be a Christian is never to become what we are not is to be who we already are.